Welcome to the Psychedelic Revolution Podcast. Back from the dead. Chilling in the beaches down at Club Med. That's not where I'm coming from, but I am back from the dead. Well, I'm back on the radio. That's an awkward start to the program because it's been hard for the bad man to get back on the radio because I miss my friend, Dr. Fuglefish, my radio partner, KUSF, along with MC Rock the Mike. Uh, Dr. Fuglefish and I are brothers. We first met when we were about 15. I've got many chaotic adventures, including the radio program. And as I move into talking about psychedelics and drugs and brain and conscious expansion, you know, Dr. Fugu Fish is always with me as a cautionary tale and as a brother that I love and miss. Uh, Dr. Fugufish got his name from Hunter S. Thompson, where he brought a, a puffer fish to a, his book signing on Haight-Ashbury Street, I guess Haight Street in the Haight-Ashbury District. And the good doctor said, oh, Fugufish, you are Dr. Fugufish. Thank you for bringing me this Fugufish. And from hence on, my friend Jorgen, was known as Dr. Fuglefish. And Hunter S. Thompson not only is linked to Dr. Fuglefish, but is linked to the bad man. Before I did my first acid test, the night before, I saw Dr. Hunter S. Thompson speak in Middlebury College. And when it was time for the Q&A, the bad man stepped up to the microphone and asked Hunter S. Thompson, how do you know if you're ready to take acid? And he asked me if he, I had acid and if he could have some and he could, and he said he would show, tell me if it was real acid. He said, show it to me. I'll try it. I'll tell you if it's real. And then I repeated my question. I said, not do I have acid? How do you know if you're mentally prepared for doing acid and Dr. Hunter S. Thompson said well it really comes down to are you a psychopath or not and if you're a psychopath then you shouldn't do acid but if you're not then it's fine because you'll find out who you truly are if you do with the acid the next next day I ended up at a fish show with Elbrio Jamie Swindler and uh, when I showed up Albrio had already taken acid and then we sent him out to find the guy who had the acid and then I took some acid and Jamie took some acid and Albrio took some more acid and when I went to do my take my acid I walked off to the side of the parking lot and looked at the sky 
And I said, guess we find out if I'm a psychopath or not. And I took the acid. And uh, I don't know if we ever really answered that question because my nickname soon after that was the hallucinogenic maniac. And uh, it's kind of like I'm on co- undercover here as a professional in the psychedelic space. And little do you know that I'm a dangerous hallucinogenic maniac in reality. And Dr. Fuglefish knew that. Dr. Fuglefish knew that very well. And as we think about, or as the bad man has thought about starting this podcast, it became very apparent to him of the pain and trauma I still feel for my missing friend. Well, not missing. Dr. Fuglefish committed suicide and blew his brains out with a gun. So there's that. And I miss my friend. And I think about it all the time what we could be doing together. Uh, and I think it's a cautionary tale for how drugs without integration and drugs without a program, acid, MDMA, ayahuasca, without intention, can be very dangerous. Um, you know, at the same time, before there was a split, I mean, before Dr. Fuglifish killed himself, the radio show had already come and gone and ended. And even when we all lived in San Francisco, Dr. Fuglifish's music started to suck. So we had to basically part ways with him so that MC Rock, the mic, and I could continue to rock. And Dr. Fuglifish would play, well, for the before that period, Dr. Fuglifish, MC Rock, the mic, and I would do about half an hour of a radio show, play a couple songs, and then Dr. Fuglifish would want to get on the turntables and play trance. And to make things worse, the separation came when he started to hang around with a record shop that was literally named Braindrop on Haight-Ashbury Street. And the people who owned the Braindrops were a bunch of fools. And Dr. Fuglefish fell under their spell and changed his decent music taste Actually, I would say excellent music taste to boring-ass trance and uh, kind of wrecked the radio show in a lot of ways to the point where we had to kick him off. And then the bad man left, and MC Rock the Mike kept the radio show going for a few months, and the bad man came back, and MC Rock the Mike, and I rocked, rocked the house for another year and a half at least until it was time for the bad man to leave San Francisco. I remember distinctly around that period of time, it was the World Cup in Brazil. The only thing I did was drink, DJ, and watch the World Cup. It wasn't a very productive period of time in the bad man's life. Anyway, that's neither here nor there, but here we are. 
So I dedicate this first episode to you, Dr. Fuglefish, and to you, Dr. Hunter S. Thompson. Another note on, on that connection between the good doctors. When Hunter S. Thompson killed himself with a gun, I knew that that was the way Dr. Fuglefish was going to do it. He had a lot of guns. He always had, Dr. Fuglefish always had guns. He'd spend all his money on fucking guns. And when he was broke, he tried to sell me the guns back just to get some money. But he wanted full price, and I didn't buy them. He wanted like $10,000, $20,000 for all his fucking guns, so I didn't have that much money. But I really wish I did, so I could have bought those guns from him. He wouldn't have had them to kill himself. But when, I mean, before Dr. Fuglefish killed himself with a gun, shot his head off, we knew, I talked to him on the phone, and I said, hey, Dr. F Dr. Hunter S. Thompson shot his head off. And I said, you're going to do that too, aren't you? And he said, might, I might do it pretty much along those lines. And I said, well, don't. And then I said, if you're going to do it, though, make sure you don't take anyone else with you. And he didn't do that. He just took himself. But uh, I tried to call the doctor the night of uh, his suicide. And I he, he picked up and hung up. I called again and he picked up and hung up. And then I had to go to a dinner meeting. And I went and got a nice steak. And I didn't call him the next day after that meeting. And, and he wasn't there anymore. He wasn't with us. And I couldn't go to any of the funeral receptions. I just couldn't do it. I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of anger for years about how how he could do that. Just leave us. Choose to end his life. But I know the pain he felt. I must have known. The, I mean, the pain he must have felt was must have been crazy. And I know that, uh, you know, as if, if he was here now, which is in spirit, I can feel him. He wants the bad man to do this radio show. He wants me to tell the world about psychedelics and how they can heal, and how they can change this world. So that's it. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. And I should probably tell you about that first acid trip. And how it went down after looking into the heavens and looking into my soul and putting that tab of acid onto my tongue I vowed to learn if I was a psychopath or not and I realized I'm not I actually have a big heart and I love being alive and I love 
the world and I'm here to help and be of service. But as the acid really started to kick in, an amazing huge hailstorm broke out. So we're waiting to go into the Matthews Arena, I believe it was called, UMass Amherst, to watch fish rock out in 1994 when they were incredibly good. And I was a huge fish fan at the at the time. I couldn't wait. And as we're waiting in this huge line, the hailstorm came out of nowhere, started pelting everyone with hail balls the size of golf balls. Hail, and everyone just scattered and ran away. My friend and I just stood there, Al Brile, looking at each other, wondering if it was really hailing. We had a deep discussion about 50%. We said yes, and 50% we said no. It wasn't hailing. It was hailing. And we ended up asking someone if it was hailing. I said, hello, excuse me, sir. I'm on acid for the first time, and I was wondering if this is really happening. Is it really hailing? He said, don't you feel them hitting you off the side of the face? I said, I thought so, but I was never quite sure. Thank you for the clarification. And then after he clarified that it was really hailing, a huge rainbow came out across the sky. As we all know, rainbow is a sign from God that everything's going to be all right. When he showed Noah after the end of the rain, a rainbow and where to land with the Animals of two of all kinds. And then we walked right to the front of where the line used to be and went right in to see an amazing fish show where they played an incredibly awesome version of Fire by Jimi Hendrix to close out the show. And it was a wonderful experience. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Psychedelic Revolution brought to you by the Rising Consciousness Community. 